Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Our Sleeve Life Podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Mo. And we have another nutritionist in the studio today. What, what? I mean, she's in on Zoom, I, but I don't, I'm, I'm just counting it in the studio. Yeah, it's in the studio, damn it. Yes. And uh, we are super excited because Miss Helen, mm-hmm. she has, uh, she had had bariatric surgery. Yeah, she has a, she's so, one of us. Yes. <laughs> so not only is she a nutritionist, but she is a bariatric patient also. Yeah. So let's introduce Miss Helen onto Helen. the pod. Hi, everybody. Yay. Yes, of course. Thank you for being on here. We're super excited to hear your story mm-hmm. and kind of delve deeper into those questions that we have about nutrition. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious and like where your journey started and then how did you become a nutritionist? Yes. So. So it kind of flipped. I have been a dietitian, a registered dietitian for over 25 years. Okay. Wow. Um, And I I had VSG nine years ago. Okay. So lived my life, had a really fun career as a dietitian, did some things that dietitians never did before. I was the first dietitian at a major New York City restaurant. Oh, Um, nice. I've written, I've been the nutritionist on eight James Beard award-winning cookbooks. Ooh. It's really, it's, it's been fun. I'm that is so exciting. Work. It was fun. I did a lot of stuff. And then yeah. there's my family. Okay. Kind of put myself lower on the totem pole, like yeah. a lot of us did. Yes. Yeah. Gained a lot of weight. Okay. And tried to take it off myself, like most of us did. Mm-hmm. Realized that I needed help. So I had VSG nine years ago. Best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Awesome. And, yes. you know, went, went along the journey, but... You know, after surgery, I realized that as somebody who knows a lot, mm-hmm. I still didn't know a lot about post-op care. And mm-hmm. we just, at least where I'm on the East Coast, we're mm-hmm. not getting the proper support. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we feel, feel the same over yeah. here on the West yeah. Coast. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like everybody kind of feels that same way. Like there's not enough information mm-hmm. out there. And we hear it from all of our followers followers, that there's just not a whole lot of information out there of like, you know, that you've got that list that you get when you do your, Mm -hmm. your dietitian or nutrition. Yeah. Like you, the, the yes foods of the no foods. And, but I mean, nobody ever really dives deeper into it. You just like, and I feel like, like I felt a little lost on like, what should I be eating? Yeah, Like I, I still some days are like, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. Like, so it's and really. I, I, I agree with you. I think nobody really explains it properly. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I started this practice, and I actually started a virtual practice before people, before COVID, before people knew what virtual practices were. Right. Oh. Because I wanted to reach people across the country. Oh, cool. Um, as a coach, you know, big, mm-hmm. and, you know, living it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started this business to be the person. I wish I had, because I think yeah. we all could have used a coach. Yes. Someone to kind of teach you the ropes instead of getting that, like you said, the piece of paper that said, okay, 
60 to 70 grams of protein, mm-hmm. 64 ounces of water, go. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. All right, go. Great. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. How do I do this? I mean, and you do all of the classes before, but it's there's just not enough support, whether, you know, of any any degree after. Yeah, I didn't even have a class. Yeah, she didn't. I didn't, you didn't even have a class before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Like I think it was like an insurance on- companies make it mandated, so you have to have a certain mm-hmm. number of. Did you mm-hmm. have your surgery in this country? Yeah, yeah, I had it in Oregon. Yeah, so with Dr. Oh. Patterson, like we did a day, like we did a round of a day where I had to go through like four different people in one day. Um, and I, I did meet a nutritionist one time and that was it during that whole process. Mm-hmm. And then they gave us like the sheets and stuff like this is what you're going to be eating. This is what you don't eat. Mm-hmm. And then like, here's your warning signs, like when to call me situations. And yeah, it was like and I was they set you free. Yeah, it? basically. Yeah. And yeah. I did. And I just did my follow up appointments, but there was no follow appointments with a nutritionist. It was yeah. just with Dr. Patterson. Yeah. So I get my blood it's, work and then I would shame. meet her. Yeah, so they don't, really, they don't set you up to succeed, and that's mm-hmm. why we have such a strong community, our bariatric community. Yes, and, and the, the, the registered dietitians we I've never met them in person, but we know each other mm-hmm. and we support each other. Mm-hmm. And our goal is our goal is all the same to yeah. help to help post op. I help pre op as well, but oh, okay. especially to help post op because yeah. nobody can explain to you what it is you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. And, right. And the, the great thing, the part of my gift to my clients is I've lived it. I, yeah. know, mm-hmm. I know what it is. So kind of gives, there are a couple of us who've had surgery mm-hmm. and it kind of gives us a bit of a different level. Everybody's qualified. I'm not saying that my colleagues are not. Yeah. <laughs> when you can say I've, been, I've lived it. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little bit different. Well, that relatability, they, mm-hmm. they, they can't have that mm-hmm. if they've never gone through it. Just as like, cause you know, like physically from day one, how we feel, like what it feels like to have like the burps and like the gurgles and like you've experienced it, but, mm-hmm. but say another dietitian, like they can only know what you've described. They've never yeah. physically dealt with it. Exactly. You know? And then the mental game that goes into food, like, you know, you felt it. It's great. Well, and that's the reason why we started this podcast, because mm-hmm. when we were looking, we were seeing all of these podcasts that were by surgeons. Yeah. But there was nothing from a patient's point of view. And it's like, it's great to hear from doctors. It's great for to hear from these these wonderful people that have done years of work to get where they're at, but they haven't lived it. Yeah. So it's different. So, so it's just that relatability. Yeah. Like you're just, you are special. You're like a like unicorn. You are a unicorn. I totally agree with you. It's when, especially the new post-ops, mm-hmm. yeah. when it's, it's, can be frightening, mm-hmm. you know, to, to really feel alone. And, and we have communication about every aspect of mm-hmm. it, whether it's taking that one sip. I don't know if you guys, well, I can't, you probably have, because we all had that one bite too big, yes. that one sip too many, that yes. one gulp. Uh-huh. That, and when you go, when you tell a client, you know, you, you'll feel it here, mm-hmm. you know what it means, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, it's letting people know that it's okay, that it happens to all of us, mm-hmm. that you will get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of handholding in the best way possible. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, and I'm happy to do it. Yeah. yeah, you really connect with your clients, it sounds like. Well, and I just envisioned like when you were going like with, with the levels, like it really is for me, like the every, every example that you did 
was literally for me like, oh, I felt it here or I felt it here. Like, because if you have mm-hmm. a bigger gulp of water, it is different than when you eat too much. Yeah. Oh, completely. The feeling's different. Yeah. And it, I feel like it hits so me completely. different levels. And I remember my sister-in-law being like, what does that feel like? And I'm like, it just feels stuck right here. Right. Yeah. But it feels stuck. Mm-hmm. But I don't, Or it feels like there's an air bubble yeah. that you can't quite get out. Yes. That's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Thanks. So I'll, tell, I'll tell you a story of what happened to me at the beginning. Oh. I have a supportive family, but mm-hmm. sometimes um, they try their best, but just kind of miss it a little. Yeah. I was, I think I got six weeks post-op. I had, you know, carry around my, you guys have it too. You're, this, this is water and crystal light right now, but yeah. it was a shake. I took too big a gulp. Oh. And I had a vasal vagal reaction and I hit the floor. Oh no! And I passed out, and I was in a chair, and I hit yeah. the floor. Okay. And my husband comes down the stairs, and he looks at me, and he knew he knew I was okay. He looked at me, and he goes, "Let me guess, you've fallen and you can't get up." And I'm like, that is not funny. <laughs> and then he helped me up. I was like, "You're like, wow. not right now, not right now, not, right now. <laughs> not the time, not the place. Read the room, read the room, read husband." The room. <laughs> oh, that's... oh man, so. It just—I never heard of that. Yeah, I've never effect. heard of that at all. That's I, yeah. I've had a bunch. It happened to me once. Okay. My surgeon had heard of it, but it never happened to any of his clients. Okay. Um, it just means don't take too big a gulp of anything too cold too soon. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I had never. I didn't know that was a side effect. So that's good to know. Seriously. Holy cow. Okay. Well, and I like eat ice and drink water all the time. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, like that's. Well, haven't had that. probably had to do with being so close to being, you know, uh, surgery also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it would I have to. Talk on. I speak on it now to my clients. I lived it. Yeah. I hit the floor. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I have a question. It's very random, but it's because you said there's crystal light in your drink, right? Yes. So I keep hearing like wishy-washy about crystal light. Isn't it's fine for us to drink, right? So there's a, there are a lot of different philosophies theories right? out there, okay. specifically about the, the artificial sweeteners. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like the artificial sweeteners can be like a gateway to having too much sweets and go and kind of go back to old habits. Okay. There's also some studies, I haven't seen that many of them that show that it's the possibility that uh, artificial sweeteners can act in your body like sugar and kind of increase your insulin response. Okay. Oh. I'm not sold on that yet. Okay. I yeah, haven't yeah. seen enough about that. Okay. The thing with me and Crystal Light is that I feel when it's full strength, it's too acidic for me. Oh. So uh. what I have in here, actually, this is, you know, 30 ounces. I, I do three of these a day. Everybody knows I have three orange cups all around my house. <laughs> it's one, one third straight Crystal Light. Okay. One third or... There doesn't have to be crystal light. It could be whatever the, the powdered right. drink mix. Okay. One third water mm-hmm. and then one third crushed ice. Oh, okay. So it's, it's dilute. Yeah. It's yeah. Flavored. Do you guys have, I, I personally had trouble with this and some of my clients, can you drink straight water? Were you able to drink straight water? I, I was. Yeah. She's a huge water drinker. Even before. Um, yes, I mm-hmm. prefer, so like I can, I can handle carbonation really well. Um, okay. And so I drink the grapefruit bubbly all day every day like that's that's if i if i don't drink that i don't get my water in so i like a little so flavor a little flavor and a little bubble yeah because it used to be Lacroix, uh the lemon mm-hmm. Lacroix, and then i now i've found grapefruit bubbly and i'm like obsessed You're so, so <laughs> yeah i have si- i'm not even joking you i have eight cases at my boyfriend's house right now <laughs> 
um, that's amazing. Grapefruit bubbly. You're, it. You're a hoarder. You're I am a bubbly hoarder because I don't want to run out. I I hate that feeling of opening the fridge and I'm like, what? Where's my bubbly? So yeah. So every time we go to the grocery store, I get like two or three cases. So yeah. yeah what temperature do you like it? Cold? I I it like it cold. It's got to be cold, cold. cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. if if I drink the um the bubbly, it has to be cold, cold. But if I drink like white tea or something, it has to be uh hot. Yeah, tea. I was actually telling my husband recently. I've noticed that I need to have my water like ice freaking cold, and then my tea has to be like scorching hot. Yeah, I don't like this middle ground at all. No. No, I don't so either. That's why I asked you because yeah. I, I found that with people, especially okay. post op, okay, um, people like it very cold or or very hot. Where it was before, they didn't care so much. Yeah. Okay, this is not scientific. This is just my own observation. <laughs> um, that's kind of a cool observation, though, because it is. now that I'm now that you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I was realizing I do like it, it either hot, hot, or cold, cold. Yeah, like last weekend, I was like. I notice I don't care if this is like if it's temperature. I'm like, oh, I don't want it. I want something like scorching hot so bad. Mm-hmm. So I'll like I now can tolerate where like it's about to burn my tongue. Like that's wow. how hot I can get it. Wow. Yeah. I was telling Eric one time, though, like I, d- I t- took it too soon. And then the back of the roof of my mouth totally burned. <laughs> yeah. And then like two days later, the skin came off. It was awful. It was, yeah. I was like painful. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, I've got my tongue on the roof like, of my mouth. Yeah. It was on the gum line. On oh. The, oh, it was so bad. I was like, okay, we need to pull it back a little bit on this heat. Business. That sucks. Yeah. Oh man. Asbestos mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. So but, but I see straws though. What do you, what are, what are your, your, feelings on straws oh i'm i'm good on straws straws. yeah (laughs) i was i was straws like six weeks after because i was told no straws ever again yeah when i went in ditto we didn't yeah and ever and i was like come on like it can't be that bad so i like i perfected the art of drinking out of a straw i know i know so so this sounds really bad but i take a sip and then i hold it in my mouth and then i swallow it like little bits at a time. So I don't take in a bunch of air when I'm sucking on the straw. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds really bad. Wait, wait, did you ever hear my presentation on this? Because that's no. exactly what I teach people. Ah! Oh my exactly. gosh. But, but I usually do a demo with it of a hold it in your mouth so you can mm-hmm. control how mm-hmm. it goes down. No exactly. air pockets. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with you. There's no difference, in my opinion, of doing what we do and kind of not chugging 30 ounces down with a straw right. yep. than taking a sip. And mm-hmm. I, it's, for me, so much more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. My my doc also said no straw. Now I see across the mm-hmm. country, it's kind of regional. Yeah. Um, some say yes, some say no. Yep. Um, it's not my job to tell somebody to drink from a straw or not, but mm-hmm. but if they choose to, mm-hmm. I give them a little instruction. Yeah, <laughs> give, a, give a little tip. Yeah, because I know that uh, the same with... Uh, the carbonation. It used to be no carbonation ever, ever. again. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, you can have it if you can tolerate it. Like it, everybody's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So just like take it slow. Yeah. My doctor was like, just don't, she's about the first year is what she told me. She didn't say never. She was oh, like, okay, first year, 
let's just not touch it because mm-hmm. like you're going to feel full and it could hurt and it just doesn't it doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So just be careful. And I'm like, I'm all I drank anyway was water and tea. Mm-hmm. So it didn't even well, you didn't even drink tea. Oh, well, iced tea, iced tea. Yeah. Not hot tea. I didn't yeah. try drinking hot tea till like what last year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When we started the podcast. Years, how, what, how, I'm sorry. I don't know. How, how far post off are you guys? I'm two and a half years. And I'm six okay. years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're for, far enough out that we can start like testing the boundaries, oh, I yeah. guess, but, a little bit. Did you test in that first year? No. No. Most, no, you didn't. Okay. No, no, no. No, we were like crazy rule followers. Yeah. 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 It's, I don't know if you've been following the trend recently about what the dietitians are talking about. That first year is really important. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, that The whole honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes me happy to hear that you didn't. The only thing I tested with was I did have a sip of diet ginger ale. Oh, couple months in okay yeah, that didn't feel good that that did that hurt yeah. yeah and I haven't done it again nine years out that's it done yeah it. No. I think it was actually closer to a year and a half before I had carbonation yeah I don't know because mm-hmm. I drank I was like water profi water profi mm-hmm. that was all I drank well yeah or you would just open it and then you would leave it out so yeah I would let it sit for a little to bit on fizz yeah, yeah yeah but now it's like I have to have it when it's first open like that crisp it's like a like a thirst quenching thing for me <laughs> I don't know like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like where's my bubble where is it? Because I, I, I like that. I don't know. I I'm know weird. Do. I'm weird. Well, I think it's super important that first year because it yes. sets up like all the good habits for later. Like I still use like we not just me, you, we mm-hmm. both use still, like the same things. Like mm-hmm. you have to go back to the basics sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good like foundation, then you mm-hmm. can't be successful. And like we're living proof, like being six and a half years out, she's two and a half, you're mm-hmm. nine. Like if you follow that first year is just mm-hmm. follow the rules, guys. <laughs> yeah, I told I totally agree with you. And there are some people who resent it a little bit, mm. and then you kind of have to kind of reel them back in with a little bit of tough love and say things like, you know, if you had VSG, you had eighty percent of your stomach removed. Yeah, you did this for a reason. Let's work mm. the tool. Yeah, and and that's just kind of just to to let people know that first year is so important because. Mm-hmm. You're not, you don't have the, the hunger hormones, the ghrelin isn't being made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have a chance to really learn how to eat, focusing on your protein Mm -hmm. and focusing on really learning what full, what your hunger and your fullness cues really are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think that first year for me was really, really important because it really instilled those basics that you're Mm -hmm. supposed to know already, but we didn't. And so it's like starting over. Okay, we're starting from scratch. Kind of like Mel's whole thing of like, okay, we have a baby tummy. Yeah, I treat it like a baby tummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to introduce liquids just like a baby. And then we'll go to purees mm-hmm. and then soft food. And like, I really tried to adhere myself to that whole concept of really when I when I had the surgery, I was adamant that this was it mm-hmm. like this yep. was my last chance and I needed to do it the correct way because you don't just get 80 percent of your stomach no. cut out because you just kind of have a whim. Right. Like, exactly. It's exactly. it's a solid like decision. You're not that flipping a made. coin. Yeah. You're not like, <laughs> hmm, I wonder what I'll do today. Oh, I know. I'll get weight loss surgery. No. Yeah. It's a it's process. A commitment. It's a commitment. And if you if you do it, you might as well be all in. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. Uh, 
And after that first year, the new challenges come. Right. So whether it's social, emotional, <sighs> mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is, pandemic, mm-hmm. we all live through that one. Yep. Yep. You know, it's stuff comes at you that you don't, you know, necessarily expect. And mm-hmm. like you're talking about the good foundation, mm-hmm. but, but I do feel really strongly. And I'm not sure if you guys agree or not that I don't believe in going back to liquids. I believe in mm-hmm. going back to the basics of focus on your protein, watch your simple carbs. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you have to go back to liquids or full on shakes again. So we I tried it. Yeah, we both tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think we, I had, I was like a year and a half. Yeah. I think maybe it was, it was close to summer. two years. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, and we were like, okay, let's do this reset diet that everybody talks about. And you do like mm-hmm. one week of just of liquids. Yeah. And I was like, I did this before. It'll be easy. No, mm-hmm. I needed food. Like we were so cranky and like the third day was what it was. Like the, it was hard. For me, the first two days were fine. It was that third day. And I was like, I need and, food. And like shit was like happening around us that was like stressful. And I'm just mm. like, my I have a headache. Like this is a problem. Like, yes, I'm getting liquids in and I'm getting like protein in, but it's not the same. It didn't no. feel the same. No. no. You know? And no, because your ghrelin's working your body. It's it's mm-hmm. I don't think you can go back to that. And then it feels like a punishment. It yeah. does. It be a punishment. Yes. We're real so lucky that we have this tool to use properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we I think we were like after that, we were like, mm, no. Not nope, for us. Not yeah. for us. And then I started reading more about like how uh, dietitians are saying, don't do that. Yeah. Like it's you are not meant to go back on liquids. You were supposed right. to use the tool. Like you said, you go back to the basics of focusing on your water and your protein, but don't just go straight to liquids. Yeah. That's, that's extreme. That's extreme. It's extreme and yeah. not necessary. Yes. And painful and upsetting and, and- emotional and uh, yeah no i i refuse to ever do it again no. so we tried it it was not a good experience yeah let's never do that again yeah. <laughs> so speaking of those back to basic uh proteins what do you usually suggest that people eat for protein what's your like what they eat for, for protein what protein sources yeah mm-hmm. so I don't believe in handing somebody a diet and saying, here, eat this. Okay. Because I do think that anybody can do that for two weeks, three weeks, but it doesn't really teach you about yourself and your own habits. Okay. Okay. And we've all been on those. We didn't get to weight loss surgery without trying, you know, who knows how many diets. All of them. (laughs) So, so my approach is really talking to somebody and hearing their lifestyle, Mm. their likes, their dislikes. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that anything can be, can be fit into your plan. If people cook, then I help them with recipes because that's that's my jam, cookbooks and recipes. Yeah. If they don't cook, we talk about what to order in. Okay. Um, nice. But as far as protein, it's what you like. Okay. I see no reason in ever, ever, ever eating anything that you don't like. Oh. Serve you. I yes. like I talk that. About, I talk about don't waste your space. Mm. Don't waste your, your pouch space. It's, it's only a few ounces. Yeah. Fill it with what honors that pouch. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, so I don't necessarily have any protein sources are better than others. Personally, the old school diet of, you know, chicken breast. I don't know about you guys. Nine years out, I can't eat chicken breast. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't at all. Oh, you, no, it, it's it's it? too dry. My boyfriend who had bypass surgery, he can't do chicken breast um, either because it's just too dry oh, for him. I've not had a problem. Chicken yes. Breast. See, I, so I have to do chicken thighs. Personal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my clients that can have chicken breast, more power to you. But mm-hmm. those who have trouble tolerating it, 
you don't have to eat chicken breast. No, right, you yeah. don't. Lose your regain. You know, yep. what, what is it that you like? Yeah, I do um, chicken thighs because it's got okay. way more. Uh, yeah, dark mink has more moisture. Yes. I hate the word moist. I hate oh, it. We, just, we, oh. we mock the word moist, but sometimes we have to use it. I know. Like I know. with cakes and chicken, that's the that's the times that it's okay to use it. Yeah. I know. Mm. Yeah. It just makes me cringe when I hear it. I'm just like, oh, it's so gross. Um, <laughs> Same with my kids. My kids are like, mom, moist. No, don't use it. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, and then how um, how do you give tips for ordering in? That because that really so, spoke okay, to this me. Is the most for me, the most fun part of my job. Oh, so I have clients across the country. Um, they eat from restaurants. Some some regions say takeout. Like in New York, I'm saying I'm take I'm getting takeout. Mm-hmm. Some people bring in different phrases or use whatever it is. If you're ordering food from a restaurant, mm-hmm. we look at menus because even the little mom and pop places mm-hmm. have the menus online. So mm-hmm. I love going through menus with people and I'll never say this is what you must eat. I'll mm-hmm. say, okay, first I'm going to have people, my, my goal is to teach people to how to think, yeah. how to order themselves. Yes. So I don't just straight out say it, we talk through it and they'll pick out their favorite flavors in their appetizers. Sometimes people have two appetizers. We go throughout all the ethnicities, all of, I have people in the South that go to barbecue. I have people yeah. traveling um so we'll plan ahead you know looking at menus to see what places they might be going to oh honestly it can really be overwhelming Mm -hmm. yeah stop it can i can i so when i was newly post-op i did great i did perfect i ate at home like we did eat out but i was very good about like okay i'm not i'm gonna pull everything off like it was so weird when I was at restaurants because I'm like okay can i like on app at applebee's i'd be like can i get the fiesta lime chicken and j- I just want the chicken, the cheese, and, and the, the sauce. sauce. Yep. And they're like, okay, what do you want for your side? I don't want any sides. Don't bring me anything. Like, just just the chicken. And they'd always be like, oh, like what the fuck? What is this girl doing? <laughs> like, okay. So And so that I knew that. But then it was as I for- got further along and I started adding some foods in, it got very overwhelming. And then right after my husband left me, I was eating out all the time because it was just me in the house. And so, and then I just got like overwhelmed and I was just like, a hamburger. Like I, you know, like you just, I didn't know how to order. So having somebody like you that would go through the menus and I could say, okay, this is something that I can comfortably have Mm -hmm. would be amazing. Like so so amazing. To give give you an example, last week I had one client who she lives in California. Okay. She went to Disneyland. It was her first time going. Well, we'll talk about pandemic in a second because I have a whole whole lot to say about pandemic eating oh, and post-pandemic yeah. eating. Okay, but cool. This client went to Disneyland. She She's about 10 weeks post-op. First time going out with the family. It was really challenging mm. because her kids, you know, all the old mind games, the head games come back in. Mm-hmm. What do the kids want in Disneyland? They want the, you know, the Mickey Pops with the chocolate. And mm-hmm. They want to go to the buffets. And she felt initially bad because the buffets are not inexpensive. No. So should she not go to the buffet? Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. And and I mean, it depends on your socioeconomic, you know, how what you can spend. Mm-hmm. But she decided, and together I helped her talk through it, that going to Disneyland, it's about the experience. And mm. if her kids and her husband wanted to go to the buffet, 
it's okay. Financially, it was okay for her. Mm -hmm. And and I said, don't not go, go. You know, this is, this is part of your world. If you Mm -hmm. could have a little, you know, it was a breakfast buffet, you know, a little big piece of egg, a little piece of bacon, have your protein. Mm -hmm. You want to take a bite Mm -hmm. of something else? Try it, but mm-hmm. but live. We all did this so we can be healthier and live longer lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go to your husband and go, I can't go to the buffet. Why'd you have? You're not. You're not honoring. I keep. I always use the expression honoring touch. You're not honoring your surgery. Yeah. If you don't go out and live your life. Uh, correct. Oh, I like that. I I really like that because that's the whole point of the surgery. Like you said, is to live your life. And mm-hmm. if you're constantly depriving yourself of these experiences because you may be around food, like that's not doing any good for your life. And then you're going to end up resenting your surgery mm-hmm. because right. you're not living your life. And you're like, well, I could have done all these things before I had surgery. Well, that and, and like you, people go down a, a spiral yep. of, um, you know, binge eating or whatever, whatever emotional eating you did prior to surgery. Yes. Those, those kind of deprivation activities can really trigger stuff. Yes. Well, I know sure. it's still there. Like you yeah. have to deal with that. Nine years out. It's yeah. still there. It's still, still there. very much present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is in the back of my brain all day, every day. Well, and would you really want to live where you're like, I can't go there. Mm-hmm. I can't go there. Like that would just be crazy. Like you have to learn how to deal with it. And if you're doing that, that means you're not learning how to deal with your food and your emotions. Mm-hmm. You're just like, mm-hmm. I just won't go there and it won't be a problem. She was so successful and so grateful that you went. I've seen. Yeah. And so then that makes you feel great because you helped her kind of work through that kind of fear mm-hmm. of going in that situation. But having you, you, I'm sure you were in her brain when she was there. And it really, really helped process it. I know I'm going to Disneyland in Mm. November. Yeah. And I'm really like, I'm a snack fiend. So I like the pretzels, the Mickey pretzels and the Mickey ice cream and all of that. Like, because I never got to go to Disneyland or anything when I was a kid. So now I'm like, well, I want to do all the things and I want to be I want to eat all the snacks that I never got to eat. And so I'm trying to learn like, okay, I get the Mickey ice cream. I take a couple bites. I hand it off to somebody else, you know, instead of eating the whole thing by myself. And I think if you kind of change your mindset of like why you want it, because Mm -hmm. like a lot of us didn't go as a kid. That doesn't mean that we need to eat all of the things because we're there. You know? Oh, I, I, so it's, yeah. So it's like, like, fine. Cause you did great at Disney World. Cause like you were doing that in your head. You're trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't, can't remember what I said to you. I was just like, do you need that or is that necessary? And you're like, oh, yeah, I don't need, cause the ice cream and whatever the thing is. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, we were in um, Disney Springs in Florida. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I need the pretzel. I need the Mickey ice cream. I need the Dole Whip. I need the churro. And then there was something else. And (laughs) I know, I know. I'm obsessed. When it comes it to is, that. Yeah. And she was like, okay. Hold like, on. Is that necessary? And like, I was like, yes, it's 100% necessary. And then as we're walking around, I'm like, <laughs> no, damn it. It's not necessary. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she was like, why don't you pick one that yeah. you want? And we ended up not getting any of them. Like, I was like, nope, I'm fine. I don't need them. Like, oh, yeah, because we just went to Starbucks. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't feel deprived. No, because I made the choice. It wasn't it wasn't somebody else telling me that I couldn't have it. It was I was walking around and I was like, I've I've already tried the Dole Whip. So it's it's not really like I need to have it. Yeah. So I was like, I'd rather go and like look at other stuff beyond spending time waiting in line for a Dole Whip. Yeah. And we had fun. We found hats. We did find hats. <laughs> <laughs> These really big ones. They're fun. Yeah. I love a good Disney hat. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I think it's uh, there's a 
choice there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's different from being told that you can't have something to choosing that you're not going to have it. The power and the choice. Yeah. Choosing that one bite or a little portion Mm -hmm. of. So I'm really big also, and and, and my clients know this, and if you're going to choose to have it, enjoy it. Mm. Don't eat it standing up by the sink. Don't eat it in your car. Don't sneak Mm. it. Those are old school habits that a lot Mm. of us had. Own it. Enjoy it. Remember why it's important to you. If it's anything besides the taste, because for a lot of us, food is memory. Food is emotion. Mm -hmm. Right. Just take the time. Be be present Mm. and enjoy it. And with the holidays coming up, Mm. that's I'm going to be talking about that a lot. I'm doing twelve week. People that start with me soon are going to be getting through the beginning of 2022 through the holidays, through the beginning of the new wow, year, nice. all the challenges. And oh. we're going to be talking a lot about the emotional ties of certain foods and why it's important to honor those. Like for me, my personal, I can always speak from my own experience. Right. My grandma's stuffing was my oh. favorite, favorite mm. food in the world on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Mm. She's gone. My sister makes it. Mm. Um, my surgery was October 30th. So my first Thanksgiving, I wasn't really on solids. Yeah. No, you weren't. Yeah. I, certainly, I certainly wasn't on stuffing. Right. You know, so my, my sister froze a piece for me Aww. to have later on to taste. But now awesome. every year I make it my business to have, I can't eat the mound that I have. We don't have the space for it. Yeah. But have some mindfully talking about my grandma, really enjoying making new memories and reliving the old ones. And mm. the food's connected. Yeah. Like people are like all or nothing in yeah. their bariatric journeys. They're not setting themselves up for success. And see, that's how I used to be. I used all to be very all or nothing. And I still am with certain things. I'm an all or nothing type personality. Yeah. But things like that, I, I'm, I'm, my mindset has changed in the last six months, I think, oh, yeah. where it's like, maybe that, more. Yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's really gotten to where you, what you just said, like mm-hmm. I can still have it. I just have to learn how to have it in a healthy way where I'm not binging on it and then hating myself later because I just binged on it and I didn't honor why I was having it. Yeah. So, you know, like you are you're having the stuffing on Thanksgiving and that's your grandma's recipe and it's very emotionally attached to you. Mm -hmm. But you're honoring your grandma by eating it and you're not eating the whole pan. You're having your amount and you're saying, "Okay, I'm glad I had it. You know, I had the good memories and now we're going to move on past it because I mean, I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is Mm -hmm. and Christmas is my jam. I love all the food. And I think, and stuffing is one of my all-time favorite foods. Yeah. And for the first two years, I didn't have it because I was like, did nope. Did you feel deprived? I did. Yeah. I yeah. really did. And so this year, I'm going to try being more mindful of why am I having the stuffing? Because I had good memories in Thanksgiving, on mm-hmm. Thanksgivings. And yeah. it's just very special to me. And having my family around me, and that's my biggest thing with the food well, on yeah. Thanksgiving. And it's kind of like, we can have those food, just fit it to your pouch, right? Like, yeah. you can just be fit like... Fit your pouch, but that first yeah. year, during that honeymoon phase, right? like, when my my first Thanksgiving, soon post, you know, I was newly post-op. Mm-hmm. Um, that first year, maybe it's not that important to do it. So what I tell my mm-hmm. clients, and what I truly believe is, that first year is made for not... These foods are not something you can never eat again. Right. Just not now. 
Yeah, not and now. And if you can get through that and say, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to have it later on, not mm-hmm. the whole pan, I'm going to have some, mm-hmm. but for this right now, for this honeymoon phase, yeah. I have to do this work. Oh, I and like that. I like and that. it's not easy. No, but it's not. Again, once again, you have the big surgery, mm-hmm. do the work to, to get where you want to be. Think about that first year, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're feeling a little bit deprived, because we all go through that, yeah. the mind game of deprivation, of mm-hmm. feeling bad, of almost mourning mm-hmm. the loss of food as our friend, right? because can't do that anymore. Yep. But, but really what you have to sit down and think about is where do I want to be one year from today? What Ooh. do I have to do to get there? Yeah. That's, that's a really good. I talk to my clients about often. Just when you're feeling deprived, try to switch that. You said it, switch the mindset mm-hmm. um, to the long, the, the goals. Yeah, what the long term. Getting you to your goal. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know? No, I love that. I love, love, love that because it's so important to not feel deprived. And I think that first year, you are going to feel deprived. You mm-hmm. are, yes. you very much are. Um, I know I felt deprived and so, and I did it to myself. I understand that, that I, I, I made the choice to cut out all carbs. She did do that. Yeah. And oh, wow. oh, yeah, wow. like pretty much all carbs. She I had no more than like what, 25 grams of carbs mm-hmm. a day or something. A day. Yeah. It was, it was very wow. extreme. It was whatever was in meat, cheese and almonds. Yes. <laughs> Cashews. And maybe some fruit. Yeah. Um. But now I'm kind of learning. It's my eyes are opening up to it's okay to have carbs. It's fine. Yeah. And your body's going to always fluctuate. But it, again, it comes back to that whole depri- depriving yourself. Mm-hmm. And You're because your head. exactly yeah. because that's what we did when we were on all of those diets. And that's where my brain switches to is with Weight Watchers, you feel deprived. Mm-hmm. With any with any diet, keto, whatever, you're feeling deprived because in my brain, I was like, well, they can eat that. Why can't I eat that? Right. Like, I don't understand why I can't eat that. And I, when I do, I balloon up. Well, it's because that's just the, the situation you're put in. Right. And it's because they eat a small amount. I do not. Right. Well, right. And what I kind of what's helped me through the years is I, I equate it to like a food allergy. Mm. So like I just act like that just doesn't I can't have it like that just doesn't exist. I'm you like, just don't eat it. You. It just doesn't work for me. And mm-hmm. that's fine because I've let you know, I've obviously let food in that I do enjoy and do like. Mm-hmm. But I've done the whole thing where like if my husband makes something and I know I don't like it, he'll like just have some. I'm like, no, either, I don't. I'm not going to waste my space. Mm-hmm. Something exactly. I don't, don't freaking like. Space. Don't waste I your don't space. Like don't waste your space. It. Like, why mm-hmm. would I do that? Then I have to wait another 15, 20 minutes to try to have the food that I really wanted. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is dumb. Like, let me, I'm just going to have exactly what I want and how I want it now. And I know that that was like really hard for my husband to deal with because he's mm-hmm. a cook. And like, I will start altering the things and he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> And I'm like, but, but it's, it's fine. It's important to learn. So many of us kind of sat back and cleaned our plates. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so important to learn to advocate for ourselves. Yes. And sometimes our society doesn't allow the heavier people to, to feel okay advocating for ourselves. Right. There's shame involved. Mm-hmm. And so part of what I'm trying to do also is, and we all are in our community, mm-hmm. get rid of the shame. Yes. It's yes. okay to say, I don't want this or I do want this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have a couple bites of cake. It's okay mm-hmm. that if you're celebrating to have that ice cream or whatever, but know your limits and know that you can't eat a whole gallon of ice cream. 
like honor that like that craving and that time but don't go overboard right when the same thing with flavor so i'm i'm a true believer in long-term bariatric success is based on having a variety of foods mm. and really having strong taste mm. because so many of us were we're where food was punishment mm -hmm. you're too you're too heavy yep. you gotta eat that plain food there mm -hmm. and so and you're gonna be successful only yep. if you're miserable yep you know exactly that's not the case mm -hmm. so um, i really i have i i don't know if you guys have seen my instagram what i call my blank canvas cooking mm -hmm. so you don't have to eat the same thing every day if you don't want to, some people do, and that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I will get bored as heck. I, it's not my thing. Yeah. For, for, for me, it's all about flavor um, and trying different things and trying mm. different ethnicities and, and regional foods and condiments. I'm like the condiment queen. Because <laughs> yes. so how do you take a place that I'll saute up a couple of pounds of ground turkey mm -hmm. because I don't want to have to eat the same flavors every week mm. and every day of the week. And then flavor them different ways on different days. It can be an Italian flavoring. I can do a barbecue sauce. Mm. I can do an Asian mix with, you know, soy sauce, ginger, garlic, sesame oil. Um, just whatever I'm craving that day. Yeah. 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 I, I'm a, it's when people say, oh my God, you know, it has to be boring or believe in their hearts that it has to be boring mm. for you to be successful. I think that's nonsense. Well, yeah. and people, there's dry rubs. Like if you don't want a condiment, use dry rubs. They're delicious. Yeah. Like, oh no, I can consider that a condiment. I meant flavoring, oh, seasoning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't have yeah. to be an oil based. I'm, Got I'm you. talking, you know, I'm a big trader. I know I know there's not Trader Joe's across the country. Everyone does. We have, have Trader Joe's. We got yeah. It. Okay. So just go down that spice aisle and try yeah. different ones on different yeah. things. They're, it's amazing. Oh, it's so not, good. Yes. Yeah. The um the uh tagine seasoning. Yep. I have recently discovered it okay. and I freaking love it because it's got so much flavor. It's got a little bit of spice with that lime and then you've got the salt. Oh, the, the T-A-J-I-N. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. delicious. It's I, so good. Yeah. I mean, I tried it for the first time on the rim of my margarita, but no judgment here, right? <laughs> no. um, <laughs> so Dylan, my son, really loves it and we were at the store and he's like, can we buy some? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it good? And he's like, it's delicious. And I'm like. Uh, sold and then yeah I put it on my taco holy crap that is a whole game changer mm -hmm. and my husband doesn't like it but I'm like oh this lime and spice mm -hmm. holy crap yeah I but, had uh Costco has these uh taquitos basically but they're they're not the frozen like hard as a rock ones they're like huh? fresh yeah and so I'll cook those for me and my mom and then I do my guacamole and I mix in the tagine. Oh. And then it gives it just that like limey flavor. And it's like, that's what I needed. I needed that like flavor that's coming at you and like kind of smacks you in the face. Yeah. And then you feel that's, satisfied. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, I believe that no one should eat bland food unless no. you like it and mm -hmm. that's okay. Mm -hmm. But so, no, it's, it's, you're talking about going to, to Costco. Mm -hmm. If you really take walk down the aisles of a Costco, mm -hmm. there are so you talking about. You asked me about protein before. Yeah, mm -hmm. there are so many choices. I was there last week. There are chicken-based sausages. There's mm -hmm. meatballs. There's Asian flavored. There's Mexican flavored. There's Italian flavored. Mm -hmm. And the thing with Costco is, you know, you get like you know huge amounts, and it can be intimidating. Yeah. So what I do is I bring home. I just bought the 
chicken apple meatballs. Oh, they're oh. so good. They're so amazing. Like, like oh. 40 of them. Yeah, right. no, no. Right. Like 40 is way too many. <laughs> so, so for me, I can eat about four. I mean, I'm nine years out. Everybody pouch is different. I'm not telling anybody what to eat. Yeah. But for me, it's about four. Okay. Um, and I freeze them in the little snack bags. Oh. There you go. And pull, pull and eat. It's like, I love to have things that I can grab and go mm-hmm. just as, you know, nuke for a few seconds that are flavorful, that are high mm-hmm. in protein. And Costco is great for that. All so many different choices. Oh, yeah. I just That's bought these chicken burgers and they have caramelized onion and cheddar in them. Oh, and they good. sound. Yeah. Like I looked at them. I was like, that is an easy meal. Like literally mm-hmm. take it out, air fry it. And then put whatever condiments I want over the top of it and eat it. And it's like, that's going to give me flavor. And then full protein. And it's full protein. And exactly. there was, and I bought another thing. It was like one of those meals that they have. And it was a chicken, lemon chicken something. And I was, I was just like, oh, this will be an easy weeknight, weeknight meal. So I pulled it and put it in the cart, which... That was a whole nother story because I, I went with my boyfriend and his two daughters. And so me and his daughters are walking around and I'm just like stacking stuff on. And I've got like this whole armful of stuff when I'm like walking back to the cart. Oh my God. And Chloe, <laughs> Chloe looks at me. And she goes, oh, what did you just do? And I was like, I found lunch stuff. And I just like threw it in the cart. Like, did you just murder an animal? Yeah, thing? pretty much. Um, but yeah, I, got, I found this chicken thing. And so I was looking at it the other day to make it for dinner. And it has like like 26 grams of protein in one serving and i was like oh my god like that's the that's better than most protein shakes yep yeah i was like and and this is so easy oh yeah so many choices that's that's the kind of stuff i i do myself Mm -hmm. and have my clients do go go walk the stores Mm -hmm. pick something that you don't normally Mm -hmm. have and try it what's the worst that happens you don't like it yeah and then you just with the seasonings yeah exactly recycle repurpose um yeah, just so restaurants and travel, we were talking about the, the menus. Yeah. So I have someone who's going to Europe for the first time because I oh, wow. down in the pandemic. Look yeah. Like, and our community hurt. We got hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People were stuck at home with food. We were stuck at home not going to the gym. Mm-hmm. All that scary emotional stuff came back. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, depending where you live and a little bit over, people are going out again. But the reemergence from you know, our, our home prisons yeah. are also challenging. People are, don't know what to do socially anymore. Right. And it's a big reminder for me, for my new postdocs who really were just sitting home eating by themselves or with just their family mm-hmm. when they're going out to eat that you get all this like external stimulus, the noise, and you don't, you have to really, that's why it's so important to learn how to read your fullness cues. Yes. Because with all the ex, uh, external stimulation, sometimes it's hard to. Oh. And you take that extra bite. Mm-hmm. And also when you're eating with other people that you haven't eaten with before or mm-hmm. not that often, it's about pace. Mm-hmm. Because some people eat fast. Mm-hmm. And socially, we kind of eat the same pace as the people that we're eating with. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Get themselves in big uncomfortable trouble mm-hmm. 
because of you know too big a bite you're, you're talking you're what you're taking too big a bite you're eating too quickly you're they're taking a sip you take a sip and then you feel that <laughs> oh yeah yeah i've noticed it with my husband like if we when we're eating together if he reaches for food mm-hmm. within seconds i'm like right behind him reaching for yeah. food or water like i'm about to go grab one because you guys all just grabbed one <laughs> and, and i did it because you did it <laughs> like that's the deal is like you're like oh yeah i think i might be hungry or thirsty <laughs> like it's so interesting like i didn't realize like I know like there's like a mirrored system like with your feet when you're talking to people, but I didn't think that it resonated even with your food and drink too. Like that's, that's yeah, crazy. I didn't even I yeah. I there's sometimes so you have where to be aware to just do your yeah. own thing and be and advocate in your own head for yourself. If At you don't want to take a bite, well then let them take three before you take whatever mm-hmm. whatever, you know, pattern rhythm you you get to decide. We get to decide our rhythm. We shouldn't let the people we're eating with decide the rhythm of our eating. I feel like that right there kind of explains our entire journey, though. We <laughs> shouldn't let other people decide how we're going to live, live our journey. Yep. Right. You're right. You know, like I we should find our own rhythm of uh, not only like our weight loss rate or, uh, you know, what size we are, what it says on the scale. Because uh, I see so many things of people being like, I only lost this amount this week. What's wrong with me? Or what did I not do right? I thought I did everything right. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. what is telling Hold you? On, yeah. What mm-hmm. is telling you that you aren't doing great? Because yeah. you just said you did everything right. So, so as great as social media is, that's mm-hmm. one of the negatives, the whole yeah. comparison thing. Yeah. And I also spend a lot of time telling people, don't look, this is your journey. Stay mm-hmm. in your lane. Stay in Put your lane. Put on, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, and it's hard though. Yeah. I mean, it's great because you get to be so inspired by all these people that are out there yes. and they're just killing it and they're, you know, in the gym every day and blah, blah, blah. And it's awesome for them. That works for them. But just because it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. You exactly. have to find your own rhythm. You have to be able to roll with the punches of what your life is giving you. Well, and what I f- and not feel like a failure by doing yes. this. Exactly. Yes. That's the thing. Feel the, it's all that, that same mindset switch. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing the best that I can do. Yep. Yeah. You can't do any more than that, right? Yeah. That's all you can ask of yourself. Exactly. And nobody's perfect all the time. No. Exactly. The amount of beating ourselves up that many of us have done over a bite of this, a bite of that, not mm-hmm. having your flu, whatever, whatever it is. Yep. So what? Yep. So what? It's, Ex- a, it's, it's not a, a sprint. It's a marathon. We're, we're going. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing and we can't expect to do any more than that. Well, I think that's the deal is like, why are we putting expectations on ourselves that are meant for someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, like you have mm-hmm. to like, I know these are my capabilities. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I'll never be a dancer or a football player. Why would I try? Like, that's Mm -hmm. not, let's be you. Mm Because I think that's the thing about what we've learned through the process is like before we were like catering to everyone. Mm -hmm. We were taking care of people. Mm -hmm. We're doing all these things for everyone else. And Mm -hmm. then it feels foreign to do what we want to do when we want to do it because we've been catering for so long. Mm. Like, well, and it feels selfish. And it does. Self care mm-hmm. isn't selfish. No, is the big mantra for that first year. It's yeah. okay to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I was saying in my own journey, I'm a dietitian. I know what to eat. Yeah. Right. But I, but I put everybody else ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't take care of me. And this, mm-hmm. having the surgery was the biggest step that I could do. Most of us can do to start really taking care of yourself. 
And there are some people who may not react properly to it in your right. life. Those are n- not necessarily people who should be in your life. Top yeah. In your life. Correct. Yeah, Very, we, we, we shaved them off. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, <laughs> knock them right out because yeah. it was uh you you, you have to you, you have cannot to. It, it took me years it yeah. took me years i felt guilty i felt like these are my friends but it you know they were my friends mm-hmm. anybody who can to give you a specific example mm-hmm. um i was about eight ten months post-op okay and i used to go to all you can eat sushi mm. with some people okay can't do that anymore and no. it wasn't like my girlfriend in disneyland not my girlfriend my client in disneyland who um going to the buffet was part of the experience for a family yeah right. this was literally to sit and eat to see how much sushi you could eat and at the time i could probably eat four pieces right and i didn't i didn't want to put myself in that position of feeling bad feeling left mm. out and this person said to me you know what you're no fun anymore and I took it. I took it for years until I went. It was I, hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to say this isn't working. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I and not everybody can understand the process that we go through after surgery, and not everybody can understand why we're doing things that we get. We are still fun. Yeah. We oh, just yeah. do fun things in different ways. Yes. We don't choose fun. By going to eat, we are choosing fun by the experiences of life. Well, and just because I'm going to disagree, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. Okay. Because sometimes you can, I mean, food is my world Mm -hmm. and you, you can go for the the food, the eating experience Mm -hmm. if you're wise about it. Right. For example, for, I'll give you my, for my 50th birthday, we went to Alinea. Okay. A couple of years ago, which is a restaurant in Chicago. Okay. It's a place. I don't live in Chicago. It, it was a destination. It's something I always wanted to do. Oh. It is multi-courses. It is like the circus of food. They okay. hang things, hang things, pop. You have balloon, balloons of Oh, how cool. Wow. It's an experience. I didn't want to not experience yeah, that. Yeah. Because yeah. I had weight loss surgery. Right. So I was really, really mindful. It was mm. like 12, 15 courses. Small, small bites. Yeah. yeah. But I took a little bite of each bite. Of yeah. course. And I weighed it. And I was fine. And I got to live the moment. Live yes. The experience. Yes. Well, and I, I do agree with that. Um, I just think like this the small things like the all you can eat sushi right. like right. we we don't feel the necessity of going and doing that for Mm-mm. fun because it's because it, there's nothing else to do that we can think of you know uh we're we're right. living the experiences and so i think something like that of the restaurant that you just said, that's more on the experiencing yeah. life section You're right. You're right. more than focus. Yes. It's focus. very focused. Yes. It was all about the experience. The experience. I'd be yes. Damned if I wasn't going to experience that because I had weight loss. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, and I'm feeling that same way because when we're in um, California next in November, I almost said, it oh, is it is next month. It is Kelly. Oh, God, I just panicked. Um, <laughs> yes, <gasps> it is next um, month, my friend. <laughs> yes, I was like, holy crap. Um, so that just smacked me in the face. Uh, so when we're there next month, I I was saying I've never been to the sugar factory. Right. And I've always like seen these amazing drinks and things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very sweet focused. I love my sweets. And I was like, I would like to experience that once. Like, and since we're going to be there and I know my boyfriend's kids want to go to L.A. and I know there's one in L.A. Oh, there you I go. was like, well, maybe we should go to the sugar factory. 
And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, no, no, that's just that's just tempting. And then I was like, no, but that's an experience. Right. Like you yeah. go for I'm, I want to go for the yeah. experience, not to. It's the memory. My it's weight the, and sweets. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's the memory. It's a story. It's something that you can like share with other people. Exactly. Like, it's OK. Right. Exactly. And what, when, when those are food focused, those are fine. But you're right. Yeah. You, know, you can eat sushi. Then I said. You know, peace out. Mm-hmm. I don't find those experiences necessary. Well, yeah. And to piggyback mm-hmm. on that, it's more or less like we're still fun. Just because I don't like to do the fun things that you do doesn't make my fun stuff not fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's not like we have we just have fun differently. And that that has to be OK. And if it's not OK, then we're not going to be friends. Like, mm-hmm. that's the deal. And it's OK if we're not friends. It's OK. okay. Yeah. Like, but it, it took me a long time mm-hmm. to understand that. Yeah. yeah. And I do work with my part of my work with my clients is to let them know way sooner than I figured mm-hmm. it out. That right. It's really OK. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of our mission also is to let people know that it's OK. It's OK if a family member doesn't agree with you yeah. on your surgery. You're still making the choices for you and you can inform them of you know, in a polite way, but it's okay if they don't agree with you. It's okay if, you know, if a friend of 10 years says you're not fun anymore. Well, then I think maybe we should rethink our friendship then. Yeah. Because if you don't find me fun, then why are we hanging out? Why are we friends? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you're talking about fun also for me. I have such more, I have so much more confidence now. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm the same person, yes. but I didn't feel comfortable in, in my own skin. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just... I'm doing stuff that I never allowed myself to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those experiences. You know, so, that, that whole term of like, you know, we're becoming a butterfly. Yeah. I really feel that in my soul sometimes mm-hmm. because it was like, I was in this like Little little, little cocoon. And I was just like kind of like in myself. Like I just didn't I couldn't fully be myself because I felt like I was constantly being judged for my weight or, you know, any of manner of things. And so when I lost that, I initially, yes, I was very lost of like, okay, who am I? Mm -hmm. I didn't know who I was. But now it's like the I'm becoming that butterfly where you fully get to experience your life because we only have one. We only have one life, people. We do. So let me tell you guys what happened to me last week. So last weekend, my son got married. Oh, Oh, congratulations. Thank you. So it was the first time in a really long time that I was comfortable in my skin. I was able to get out there and just be me. I felt good Aww. about myself. I felt good greeting people. I didn't hide. Mm. Um, and the, and my friends who were there, my family that was there, were like, you were beaming. And I never really allowed mm-hmm. 100 pounds ago to mm-hmm. beam publicly right. because mm-hmm. of the shame that I felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm not skinny, I'm, but, but I'm comfortable in my own skin. And that's all that matters. Down. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so Healthy, awesome. Yeah. I yeah, love was, that. I can just see you right now, just like greeting everyone, <laughs> talking to all the people, just seeing you smiling. Cause that's what it is. Like, that's why you're beaming because, like, you probably before would be like kind of in the shadows and not talk to people. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, here worried I am. insecure and mm-hmm. uncomfortable and worried about people um, taking photos of you. And I mean, cause that's where I was at. I was just, like, I didn't want anybody taking photos unless I was controlling that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted selfies only. I, <laughs> There was sometimes that I had full length, but I never liked them. I never posted them. No. 
No. So I had years where I, my kids were little. I didn't, I don't have pictures of myself with mm. them and I feel really bad about that. I've made up for it since then. Oh, oh right. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. How was so the uh, photo taking during the wedding? Were you just like totally into it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And the dancing, dancing. Oh. It was look, so much I, you fun. Know, I'm not the best dancer, but I didn't care because yeah. I felt like I was just being me. I wasn't being mm. judged as that bigger person on the, you know, what's she doing? Even mm-hmm. if, even if people weren't saying that a hundred pounds ago, mm-hmm. I felt it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily right or wrong. It's just how I felt. And, mm-hmm. and I'm free, free of that now. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I randomly awesome, dance awesome all the time. Oh, we'll be taking <laughs> photos and she'll be over there being like, <laughs> spinning around, doing her thing. I love it. I mean, coming from, I, I didn't know who I was and Melanie kind know. of like pulled me out. Like there mm-hmm. was a certain point where we were doing like fun facts about ourselves and she's like, okay, what's a fun fact about yourself? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. And she's like, well, what do you like? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I had no idea what to say about a fun fact about myself. Right. And I'm like, okay, you've read how many books? Like, Harry yeah, Potter, she, yeah, Starbucks. Was, I'm like, trying to like, it, it, like name and all the things. I'm like, how do you not see these things? I had no idea that I had yeah. any fun facts about myself. Right. And now I can name a lot of them. <laughs> so it's like, cause like I constantly hear Melanie's voice in my head. Like what's a fun fact about yourself. And yeah. so I'll, I'll like list it in my head. I'll be like, I'm obsessed with Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I love Harry Potter. I have six tattoos. Like there's, there's different like you read things like a that thousand have popped books. up now. Yeah. I've, I've read maybe a, like a lot. Maybe like 5,000 books. books. Like it's insane. It's wow. a lot of yeah. I've read yeah. a lot of books. Mm-hmm. I but now you're appreciating you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can say the same thing for me, and I say for the same thing me for people that I work with. You appreciate yourself, own mm-hmm. you. Yep, yep. It's you only at the end of the day, you only have one life, and you only have yourself. Yeah, you have to be friends with yourself. Like we talk about this all the time because mm-hmm. it's like you have to like the person in there for you to be like a good person and like mm-hmm. a, like doing the things you like to do and know who but you that's are. Part of this whole weight loss mm-hmm. journey that. We don't, I'll speak for myself, didn't really know what was going to happen. Oh, I had no idea. The head step, the mind, the mind stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, That we, you know, getting back to really, really need the guidance. So Mm -hmm. the the work that you guys do, putting, putting information out there, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Because it allows people who wouldn't have access to learn what they're going to be going through and to understand that they're not alone and to understand that whatever they're feeling is okay. Whatever they're experiencing Mm -hmm. is okay. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Because I had no one to really like talk to about this mm-hmm. stuff. I had I was so lost those first few years. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I was like rule oriented because mm-hmm. only people I talked to about this was nurses and doctors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and they were like, this is what you do. All right. They said, I just need to do this and we'll be fine. Yep. So that's just what I did for those first few years. And I mean, it, it totally helped me along the way. But I felt so like alone mm-hmm. like right and now like talking to kelly and the people in this mm-hmm. community i'm like oh my god like i'm not alone and these things are so normal <laughs> yeah well it's like that whole um the 10 pound 10 15 pounds so you'll hit your lowest mm-hmm. and then you usually gain about 10 to 15 back and that's usually where you are solid and that's exactly what i did and that was exactly what i did and but i knew that mel didn't Mm-mm. and so we we've been we've talked about it a few times yep. and she's like uh, I'm like, oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. what happened. It, mm-hmm. I'm not a failure. I didn't do something wrong. I didn't like. I didn't. It's just what my body 
where my body wants, wants to, be. to be at. And then it's so normal. Cause yeah, like I got down to 179. And then when I hit my like three years and four years, I got up to 189. And then I sit around 191, 192 still. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, that's just where your body just likes to hang out at. I'm like, I was like, why is this not going down? And it's because like that's just where my body likes yeah. it. And you do that's oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's where your body sits. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where your your comfortable level is. Mm-hmm. But most yeah. people that happens to that's not what happened to me and to some other people. Yeah, oh. I had I lost ninety pounds for okay. ten years. Okay, kept it off. Yeah, and I really it took a lot of soul searching mm-hmm. to figure out why I couldn't hit that hundred. Mm. What was it was fear. It was pure fear mm. of of that last ten pounds. And this past year, year and a half. About a year and a half ago, I did it. I just focused Yay! because I was like sabotaging myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize why I was just, it was a number. It was just mm-hmm. a stupid number, mm-hmm. but I got past it. Right. So, it, it, and I'm comfortable with where I am. It's not too Good. low, it's not too high. It's, it's fine. But mm-hmm. I, I, now I can say a hundred and not fear that it's going to go away. I think that's. Oh, oh yeah. It's scary. That it's, is a. Cause I was nervous. I was like, Oh, I'm like, cause I'm always in the one nineties, like mm-hmm. the low one nineties. I'm like, I can't get up to 200. Like that's where my scaredness always comes mm-hmm. from. And I'm like, Ooh, what am I going to do? So I was like, okay, if I go low, mm-hmm. then like, it'll take a lot more to get up. <laughs> yes. like the thought process. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, like sometimes your body just likes a certain weight and that just what it is. Mm-hmm. And I love my body. Like mm-hmm. after like being with it for so long and understanding all the things about it i'm like yeah i love this thing this is great like this thing you know like i like her it's good yeah but it just took years like that didn't happen first year guys it didn't happen second year that was more Mm -hmm. like year four like it takes a lot of time and that's okay like that's really that's all you have is time anyways Mm -hmm. like so just do the things well and we we recorded an episode on uh self-sabotage and that was very eye-opening for For us both of us yeah because we didn't realize how much we Mm self-sabotage and we kind of hold on to these things out of pure fear yeah like you said you were fearful of that number and it's but i didn't realize it yeah right to, 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 to finally understand mm-hmm. yep and so it was very very interesting to hear like hear ourselves like go through the process and be like oh yep yep there it is yep. found it because all of the things it was kind of funny all of the things that we found for because i found this article about self-sabotage and every single thing i did like the procrastination, the like, it, that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one. Because yeah. I self-sabotage myself with putting things off mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it. And emotionally and physically, I don't want to deal with it. Yep. And I'm I'm working on it. Hey, at least you're aware. That's the, I, I'm aware. That's the step, right? yeah. Yeah. Awareness is the yes. key, man. And I'm I'm working on it. Like yeah. I'm when I think of things, I'm like, no, just do it now uh-huh. because <laughs> future you is going to thank the past you yes. for doing it now. Yes. So. so, you know, the expression, I think it was a book, eat the frog. Did you ever hear that expression? No. no. 
So it's like, do what you really don't want to do. Eat the frog. Oh. <laughs> you know? oh. Get, it, yeah. get it over with. Get it over. Know? I and teach yeah. I teach my kid. I'm like, just eat the food you don't like first. And it's always like the broccoli and the whatever. I'm like, and then enjoy the rest of it. I love broccoli. So, and it works. So totally, I know I love broccoli too. <laughs> broccoli is like my favorite vegetable. It's one of my favorites. If I could have broccoli every night, I'd be okay. Oh, my tummy would hurt. Really? It's gassy. <laughs> <laughs> that whole cruciferous vegetable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I still like sauteed onions. I, like I love sauteed onions. Oh, yes. yeah. Caramelized onions are good. Mm-hmm. I just don't do a good job of cooking them. Wait a minute. Wait. Check out on my Instagram if you have an air fryer. Yeah. I do air fry caramelized onions. Okay. It's a, it's a ways back. It's a it's a game changer. Tell people every um tell everyone your Instagram handle. It's bariatric dot nutritionist. Awesome. And then I want to learn more about this 12-week program. Yes, I was going to ask that same question. Good awesome. job. Yeah. So my program is always 12 weeks. Okay. Um, because we studies have shown and, and all the dietitians have proven that in order to change habits, you really need that period of time. Okay. But right now, this fall period, mm-hmm. to get into that 12-week pre-holiday, get you through Halloween. If you start after Halloween, get you through Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas, and New Year's. Okay. Start 2022 without procrastinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, start it in 20, you know, that start the diet on Monday thing that we all did for that so many years. doesn't ever happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen successfully. No. Um, but get the coaching, get the support. What, what I really want people to know is we deserve it. You yeah. just, you, you've had the surgery. You deserve to take it to the next step and get the support that you may have thought was selfish. Mm. It's not selfish. It's helping you on your journey. So yeah. these 12 weeks, we're going to talk about um, very personalized, what what person is doing, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what their plans are. Um, and then we're going to talk about it before. So you have a game plan. Never a, you must do this because right. that's nonsense. Yeah. But a way to address it so you feel comfortable going in and you don't <sighs> feel overwhelmed and go down the rabbit hole. Now, um, I... I oh. do cooking classes. I do Ooh. virtual cooking classes. Um, That's fun. If, if people cook, if, I don't want people who don't cook to think that they can't work with me because mm. they can. Okay. But if you do cook, any level of cooking, um, we do part of my sessions. It's weekly sessions. Okay. One-on-one weeklies in a Zoom. Okay. Um, I cook with people. I go food shopping with people. I was in Whole Foods in LA. I'm in New York. Yeah. Because to teach people to try new new foods. Yeah. Wow. Your little box and learn flavor. It's so important. Um, and it's daily check-ins. Okay. Um, it's journaling. I think journaling is really important, but the app that I use allows you to take a picture instead of write it down if you don't want to write it down. Okay. I've been doing this long enough. Send me a picture. I'll know what it is. And I'll right. be able to, to help you with it. I don't believe in counting all the macros. Not my thing. Okay. I think if you follow the bariatric guidelines and you're really aware of your protein, um, and, they, and how much fortune you're getting in a meal and over the course of the day, it kind of all falls into place. And that, that's the way of thinking. Okay. Awesome. Um, and I love working with my clients. It's like the people feel more supported than they've ever felt. And that's my goal. So Aww. where do they go to sign up for this? Oh, <laughs> She's like, I'm done with them. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think of you. <laughs> um, so where, yeah, where do they go to sign up for something like this? So they can go in my, the link in my bio sends mm-hmm. them to a form where okay. they can sign up and schedule a free discovery call okay. because I limit the number of people that I work with because it's kind of intense. Okay. I ask that people give me a hundred percent because I give them a hundred percent. Okay. And 
I want to make sure that the people that I work with that we vibe because there are, mm-hmm. there are a lot of bariatric dietitians. We're all great. I'm not, may not be the right one for everybody. Mm, I like okay. that. I only do one-on-ones, which okay. are great, but some people really need that one-on-one mm. don't want to hear what other people have to, you know, yep. other people's issues just want that personal focus. Mm-hmm. That's what I provide. I'm available for my clients in a way that most people aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you went to the store with them. Like that's yeah, amazing. That, that's pretty. That's uh, that's pretty on call for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's. Uh, I'm proud of what I do. I, I love, love it. it. You can tell. You can tell that you really love your clients and you love being able to support this whole community, yeah. even one person at a time. Um, and I mean, just your Instagram, all of the, uh, knowledge that goes behind your posts, like it's just, it's amazing. And it's so needed within our community because it's uh, what, I, what I provide is, I mean, like you said, it's unique. Cause I come from a place of the dietitian who who's mm-hmm. living it. And yeah. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But <laughs> I'm there to help everybody learn how to maneuver for long-term success. That's awesome. And I like that you do the one-on-one. Yes. Because I am a one-on-one person. I don't do well in groups. I am not a participator. Uh, this this podcast is the most participating I've ever done in my life. It's true story. Um, yep. Yeah, because I don't like, like, I don't play video games. I don't play board games. Mm-hmm. I don't like to she participate. Play phone games. No. Yeah, I don't. Look mm-hmm. at that. No. Um, so, yeah. So, so I, I need one-on-one. I need to be able to, like, feel comforted even though I share my entire life with our all of our followers, um, I I need to feel like I can really um, be open. Yeah, to a safe space. It's yeah, non judgment space, and mm-hmm. it, sometimes you have to be brutally honest to move to the next step. Right? Yes, so. yes. Well, and sometimes that's easier to do without someone in the room. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. you know, like I know for me, I. I would not want to do a group one either. And mm-hmm. that's like twofold is that I know I can be 100% honest with someone if no one else is in the room. And mm-hmm. I know that if I hear someone else's story, I'm like, I don't care right now. Like I have too much, like the time is ticking. I need her. Yeah. I, I mean, some you people know? thrive on it and need yeah. it, but that's not, yeah. that's not the service I provide. I, my right? people don't. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely, I, it feels like that's why we vibe. Yep. Because we all are on the same page with mm-hmm. that. Um, For the virtual cooking so is is that just uh, you're on Zoom and people can hop in and and see? Well, no, it's this is for I, I might be doing groups in the future, but right now this is for my one on one clients. Oh, even so that one on one. Oh. I want to learn how to cook, blah blah, whatever it is. Oh, oh wow! If, if people are afraid and they shouldn't be afraid, to that's cook, so what's cool. The worst thing that happens, you burn something and you start again. It's like who cares? That's so awesome. I really yeah. Get the fear out of the kitchen and whatever it is they want to cook. That's what we do. That is so rad. That is really cool. Yeah, because that's like super unique because like that's not something I've ever heard before. No. But definitely would want. Like, yeah. Because then you can literally. I did a lot of it during quarantine. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I am sure because quarantine was hell on. And so you wouldn't, you said you wanted to talk about that. Like, how how have you had to be different with your clients with like post and during the pandemic? It's just people coming out of quarantine are, are. very overwhelmed with life yeah, and are falling back into old mindsets and old habits and mm-hmm. that emotional eating. I can't even tell you how many people are falling back into those old, what can fall back into those emotional mm-hmm. habits, but we talk mm-hmm. it through. Right. Okay. And, okay. and the, the mo- what you talked about is you're aware it's, it's that mm-hmm. being aware is the first step and then figuring out how to, how to work through it. 
Okay. So for for like me, I have fallen into a little bit more of a, a emotional eating since mm-hmm. my divorce stuff has all, you know, probably the last Started six and- months, really, it's gotten to a point where I'm, if I'm at my house, I eat. And how would, like, I'm I'm aware of it. I'm acknowledging that I'm doing it and I'm having these moments, but I don't know how to like, push past the knowledge so so i know there are some people who say we shouldn't snack don't Mm -hmm. eat at night i Mm -hmm. think can i curse on here oh yeah yeah. it's bullshit (laughs) bullshit. that's bullshit so if somebody wants to if you if your house makes you want to eat don't go and eat the family size bag of doritos Mm -hmm. right have a snack that's going to hit the same craving okay 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 um i'm not sponsored I eat Quest chips. <laughs> it, it, it serves the same purpose for me as regular chips. The okay. Same for my clients. Okay. If you're going to eat it, plan for it. Not nine days ahead, mm-hmm. but don't eat. Make it mindful. Make okay. Make a choice. Okay. What we have now that we didn't have nine years ago when I first started are so many different choices of protein-filled snacks. Yes. yes. And yes, they're processed. Mm-hmm. And no, you shouldn't only eat them, right. but they're a great tool to have. They okay. are. I do believe in using them. Yeah. Okay. So I if like- I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like ravenous, I need something to eat. Well, first thing you have to say to yourself is, am I really hungry? Is my, is my stomach hungry? Mm-hmm. Or is my head hungry? That's it's a head question. hunger. It's a head hunger. If it's head hunger, yeah. then what do you want to feed it? Are, are you, are you craving something because it's emotional? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. maybe the, the sleeve of Oreos is not really the right thing to be eating. Right. Yeah. So you have to, that's the work. That's where you have to say to yourself, why am I feeling this way? Okay. Take a pause. If you still want something after that, I, I'm a believer in having something that serves your pouch, that serves your process. Okay. You don't have to go back to bed hungry, but have a piece of cheese, have some questions, have a piece, a bite of a protein, whatever it is. You don't have to fill something. your pouch to capacity, but okay. feed, feed it if that's what you really need. Okay. I like right, that. that. That helps a lot. Yeah, because it's like, you know, we all feel that way sometimes when we're like wanting things and we know that we don't we shouldn't have those mm-hmm. things. It's like, I think we get too much in our head of beating ourselves up about the fact I, that we want yeah, it. Yeah, I do that. Or like we feel dumb that we want it or stupid. I know. Mm-hmm. I think there's or thousands. Shame. The yeah. shame. Yeah. Because yes. yes. I know Eric's heard me say, like, I don't know why I want this. This is so stupid. And he'll be like, why is it stupid? And I'm like, oh, great question mm-hmm. <laughs> and like yeah. that's thing we have to ask ourselves that like we can't like move forward if we don't well and we were talking to somebody last night and mm-hmm. we were saying how um it's i'm trying to think of this the right term for this um i'm i'm eating it but then i eat in such a rush mm-hmm. that i'm trying to hide it from myself like it didn't happen that, like it didn't happen mm-hmm. and so I'm finding myself doing that also. And so between what you just said and what they said, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I've got some good tools. Yeah. Because our journey is all about finding the right tools that work for us because like, we have a tool them. and using, using utilizing them. those tools. Yep. So I think that that will be good. Like talk to myself. Is it like before I just automatically reach for food? Yeah, because that's what I'm doing is I'm just like not even thinking about it, not even processing. I'm just reaching for food, eating as quickly as possible. And then it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Like, I don't no, know what you're talking about. I said to you, honor, honor when you're eating. Don't eat by the counter. Don't mm-hmm. eat in your car unless you 
I mean, if you're on a long trip and you have to, but I'm talking about the sneak eating. Right. Yes. Own it. Yeah. Own yes. It. You're doing it. Own it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. And even if it's something, I, I don't love the bad versus good. Mm-hmm. That really gets to me. It's not yeah. bad food. You're choosing to eat something that isn't protein or may not be on the plan. You're not a mm-hmm. bad person. Yeah. No. These people equate bad food with bad people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm bad because I ate. Yeah. And that is so difficult to unlearn. Mm-hmm. That's it's diet culture it. at its worst. Yes. Right there. Mm-hmm. But it's so important in our long-term successful journeys to not allow that connection between bad and eating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Uh, it's tough. It's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the part, like why I think it is important that you focus mainly on the post-op because mm-hmm. if you think about it though, post-op is just life and you have to yes. deal with life and you have mm-hmm. to figure out how are we going to navigate life mm-hmm. with a pouch now? Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I work with pre-ops, but I only work with pre-ops who have a date. Have oh, a okay. Date. Okay. That okay. Makes sense. Then, you know, the skin in the game, it's not, they're not wondering about mm-hmm. it. They're planning. Yeah. Yes. And I think it is important pre-op to work with somebody um, because like I said, we have so many different choices now, mm-hmm. find the shape that you like, mm-hmm. find the clear protein that you like. Cause I did never found one. That I, I didn't like. find one either. Tremino. But, oh yeah. Tremino. I forgot. Yeah. Well, I meant during the time that I had to do liquids. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So Tremino, I so do it like it. Important, like, especially, I usually start like two weeks before surgery yeah. with, mm-hmm. with people, mm-hmm. not six months out. I think that's. You're not going to learn learn how to deal with your pouch. You're not in the right, right. mindset. Then. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good to get all of your your spots in line. So, you know, find your bariatric vitamin. Like, we love ProCare, but we didn't find them until... February. Yeah, last February. <laughs> so, we did not... We didn't know that they were... They existed. Yeah, we they... had no idea. And now we've found a comfortable routine with not only our vitamins, but our protein because we love devotion. And like we're finding all of these things that work within our our life. Yeah. And if we had had that pre-op, it would have made our life a whole so lot much easier because you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like I know I was not ready to go. Like no. I had, I was just finding things as I went. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even take really any vitamins. Like I had gummy vitamins, which we have found is not not the best for you. No. Or the patches. I don't believe in the patches either. Yeah. We. Yeah. We. I never, I never tried, tried the patches. I mm-hmm. just. I feel like it's not the same for me. So it's not. But so it's important. What you're saying is to get into all those habits. So I'm nine years out. Mm-hmm. I have coffee every morning. Oh, That's how yeah. I start my day. That's how I start my mindset. I get 15 grams of protein in, um, and it just gets me starts it, me on my way. And it still feels it's silly. My kids laugh at me <laughs> because it still feels indulgent to me mm-hmm. taking a cup of coffee and putting in so much mm-hmm. creamer. Right, yeah, it feels it feels like a treat nine mm-hmm. years out. And I change up my flavors and I change up my brands, but I yeah. always start with the coffee. Oh, oh, I love it. And it's funny because people, I drink the same protein shake I made every morning for three years, and people will be like, "That's so ridiculous! I can't believe you do that." And I'm like. No, you know what? I liked it. Like it wasn't a problem. And mm-hmm. I, I knew I was getting 20 grams of protein no matter what every mm-hmm. morning. Like it just set me up for success. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. So yep. like that's the other thing I have to get out of my head is like, why do I care that this person even has mm-hmm. a voice about like the fact I did that for that long? Because they say it and then it like sticks in the side of your brain mm-hmm. and like random times, like it'll just pop in the for- front of your brain. <laughs> it's like, true. 
I still hear my ex-husband, like, things oh, yeah. that he would say to me. And I'm like, get out of there. Like, why are you <sighs> even in my head anymore? I know. They have real estate and it's annoying. Yes. We need a, I don't, we I need don't a for sale sign. Just <laughs> out. <laughs> just Bing. get them out of there. Seriously. Yeah. I wish that I could just, like, get Get away. It's hard. And sometimes when you're when you're stressed out, that's when those things mm-hmm. trigger even more. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. In practice. I feel practice like practice. Um, mourning has a lot to do with it, too. Like we had talked about that earlier in the episode of mourning um, the loss of our our old life or the old food that we used mm-hmm. to have. You know, I'm mourning my old life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not just, you know pre-op life but my old life with my ex and Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of it comes from is that I wake up and my life is not the same Mm -hmm. and so for me coping is eating Mm -hmm. and the the morning of that is really hard because you don't want to think about it right? right so you you put it out of your head every time you think about it because you're like no like that's that's the old life but it's we really have to honor that 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 feeling's there. The mourning is still there, yeah. uh, whether it's a, an old house, an old relationship, or your pre-op life. Yeah, you have to honor Even that the ability to to self-soothe with food. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, but either it, you get sick or you're gonna not honor the rest of your journey. Right, exactly. It's hard to take those feelings and and do something else with them mm-hmm. and not squashing down with food. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's where I'm at right now. I'm just scared feeling your feelings sometimes. Oh, yeah. 100%. So that's why we did self-soothe with food for so long. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard. You don't want to feel those feelings sometimes because it's hard and it's emotional. And it's not something that you're like, oh, today I'm going to feel my feelings. Like, Right. No. It's just. It's work and it's mm -hmm. therapy. And if you. If. I'm a big believer in post-op therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I need to go back. It's, it's important. You know what? Like I said, mm-hmm. nine years out, live it every day. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm get, I, I can still say it's the best thing I ever did. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hands freaking down. I, I've, I wouldn't, I will never regret having my surgery. Not at all. Like this wouldn't have happened if we didn't do this. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't know who Helen is. We wouldn't yeah. know. All, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of crazy to think like so many things had to have fallen in place for certain such, like scenarios mm-hmm. to come light. And it's, yeah, I, I would never have guessed I would talk to someone in New York. We've talked mm-hmm. to people in Australia, the UK. It's it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. And it's what's the one thing that unites it's all is that we all took control mm-hmm. and was like, hey, we need to stop what we're doing. This is mm-hmm. not OK. And we got our help. Yeah. And it's Completely. a huge, huge thing. And we need to talk about it more because there's more people out there that want to do this, but they're scared shitless. And well, and they don't know that there are so many resources now. Yeah. So exactly. The yeah. further this community is, is amazing. Yes, it really so, is. It, there's nothing like this community mm-hmm. that I've ever experienced in my life. The <laughs> the family oriented, just everybody's for everybody. And they just cheer you on no matter where you're at. So I love it. It's intense. It's It's very special. Yes. I want to be part of it. Yes. Same here. (laughs) Yeah. We we love it. We love being a part of this community. Absolutely. Is Is, there anything else you want to add? Anything that you think we might have forgotten to ask that you think is important? Not that I can think of. I'm just, I would love to work with with your listeners. Yeah. Bariatric dot nutritionist. 
hit the link in bio. Yes. Schedule a discovery call and let me help you. Awesome. Oh, yeah. We're going to put that down below. Yep. (laughs) Down below in the description box, you will find all of her information. Um, If you are listening to this on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever else, uh, go over to our YouTube page um, and find this video. All of that information will be below. Oh, yeah. And uh, while you're on the YouTube page, click that subscribe button Mm -hmm. and that little bell so you get notified when we drop new videos like this one like this one and everybody can actually get this earlier like right when it drops yes um when you're a patron yeah well a patron for patron on patreon.com forward slash oslp and pick your tier because we have a support group yes that's on there that's seven dollars a month and then you get to chat with me and kel Mm -hmm. on facebook messenger all day long and we help you out there's lots of tips and tricks there's lots of stories Mm -hmm. um people are asking questions and it's all day and it's fun and you would get to join our monthly Zoom call where yeah. we have we chat with all of our followers and we kind of just go over mm-hmm. that month and we usually pick a, a topic to talk about and everybody kind of puts in their opinions and we love it. Right. And this month it's relationships. So it is. join us yes. for this one. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Helen, for being here. We're so grateful that you came on and shared your story and gave us some awesome tips. Yes. So many. So yeah, everybody head over to Helen's Instagram and check her out. Uh, she is amazing. She's so. amazing. Sign up. Um, and I'm sure we're going to see more from Helen. Yes. Yeah. All right. And we will see you guys next, next time. time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17th Street Studios because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. He does. Thanks for listening to Our Sleep Live podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.